Box out of them. Box out of them. Box out of them. Online community. Radio community. Online community. Keep it locked. Alright, we're here at Box Out FM, fresh out the box, with a very special guest, all the way from London, Benjamin James O'Shea, aka Benjamin Damage. The first artist signed on to Mode Selector's 50 Weapons imprint. He's now moved on to RNS Records, working through two EPs and an album to release in 2019. Hi, Benjamin. Hi there. You've been clocking them miles. Yeah, yeah, I was in, in LA not, not long ago, so um, got a lot of time zones. Also in Denver. Yeah, in Denver, that was, that was really, really cool. Um, really amazing underground party. Um, really beautiful getting there, flying over the Grand Canyon and, and everything. It was, it was really cool. Had you been there before? No, no, I've never even been to that part of America before. I've never been to the anywhere in the middle, really, um, like the Midwest. Um, is it the Midwest? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was great to see, like, you know, techno fans there, really, really passionate and everything. And you took your live set there? Yeah, I took my live set. It uh, almost didn't make it. It's kind of... It was was delayed, and I uh, just managed to get it all, all just in time for the sound check. So it was very, very stressful, but very little sleep. But um, but it was it was fun. Speaking of live sets, you had an incredible live set at Sonar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I had a really good time in Sonar. Um, it was I was very nervous because a lot there was a lot of new material there and. I'd only listen listen to most of it in the studio, and there's always a different energy when you when you play on a you know massive sound system than than in your studio because you know even if you've got very good monitoring, it's a, the energy is is very different always. So um, yeah, I think it, I think it went really well. Yeah, fantastic! <laughs> it, it did go really well. We saw it. We saw it streaming online. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, good. Should we get into some music? Do you want to play uh, us one of your tunes? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play. Um, I'll, I'll play a track from my from my last last DP. This so, um, just came out on RNS. Malfunction.
that was malfunction on RNS. I actually heard this on the Sonar stream and it released a few weeks after. Do you always play a lot of unreleased tunes in your sets? Um, yeah, I mean, I always, always like to, um, uh, to, to try out uh, new tracks in, in front of an audience because there's always a different energy you get from, <clears throat> you know, from, from a crowd than, than, than in the studio. Um, I mean, obviously, this, when, I, when I played this, um, it was already mastered and on, on the way to being released. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, if, if, if I play something and the crowds are just, you know, they, there's no lift there and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to engage people, then I either change it or, or just get rid of it, you know. Are there instances of tracks that sort of reappear in your sets after they've lived for a while or...? Um, you know, I, I like I like to keep ch I like, always like to keep changing it, but um, there are there are a few, you know, a, f a few tracks of um, yeah be been there for a while. Yeah. Um, can Can you give us an example? Um, yeah, there's there's um, I think yeah probably the oldest track I play is um, a track called Delirium uh, Tremens, which um, I think I made the end of 2012. Came out on the uh, Heliosphere album, um, I think early 2013. Um, but the the way I play it now is very different from from how it was recorded. You know, so if you listen to it in, in the in the live set, it doesn't sound. I mean, it's the same song, but it sounds very different in in the energy than it than it did. Sure. Before we actually listen to both versions of the tracks. Tell us about the title of the song itself. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It was, it was just, um, yes, yeah, so, some, some, some friends, friends of mine were talking about heavy, heavy drinking a lot at the time. And um, it's a sort of symptom if you, if you, drink, if, if you drink a lot, um, you get sort of shakes. And it's a sort of, <laughs> it's a quite, quite kind of archaic um, term for, um, yeah, the the effects of, of drinking too much. All right, L let's get into delirium tremens. Uh, shall um, shall I play the uh, sonar version or? Uh <laughs> yeah, let's get into the sonar version first and then jump back to 2013. <laughs> okay, so uh, I've got a recording here from. Um
yeah this is um <clears throat> that, that's from the from the live recording um i'll play uh i'll, I'll play i'll play the original actually which is um yeah, from Um, yeah, so this is uh, this this is from this is from the original, and you, you, it's like uh, <laughs> you, you can it, it it seems quite quite a bit dated in in a way, but like it's 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 the same track I'm playing now, but it, like through through different machines and with a completely different. I think it's got a completely different energy now. Like it's it's very sort of very subby but top heavy, whereas like I think there's more a lot more power now in in, in the live live version and. In, in, in like a big big sound system it's definitely I, I think I've definitely <laughs> got better at playing it <laughs> I mean, the live version sounds brutal I mean this this is good too uh, this is well maybe but this I mean this was made in a very very small studio uh, like it was in in, um, in Berlin actually very very small um, yeah it was actually a, a converted uh, converted bathroom um, a, a ladies bathroom <laughs> in fact which was converted uh, in an old post office, which was converted um, not very well into the studio with not much sound treating or treatment or, or anything like that. So um, I was I was kind of reducing a little bit. Um, well, not <laughs> I, I didn't have perfect sound in the room, put it that way, you know. Um, so um, I, I think, um, and it was also one of my one of my first of attempts at like proper techno um, so I think it was okay for the first attempt in, in, in the circumstances but um, you know like um, just an example of how how you can play something old but, but make it new with with the you know the process of, of putting it through the machines and, and you, you kind of learn what works and what doesn't work from from people's reactions from how you feel from how the, with the energy you get what was that process like? Sort of, were you seeing how people were reacting to certain parts of the track, or in on different dance floors, or were you going back into the studio with it? Yeah, I mean, with with with, with this track, um, this track, um, uh, Robert, Robert Hood uh, did a remix um, of it, and um, that was really like. That was really a lesson in uh, how to produce techno. <laughs> that was like, oh, this is what you were supposed to do. <laughs> um, I see. Right now, make it all makes sense now. Um, so that that he he really helped me by by taking taking my you know taking my parts because in a way his remix is, is very similar to mine. He's got very the percussion and and all the elements of, of are very similar. It's just the way he's. The kick is different, and the way he produced it is, is different. Um, so yeah, it was really like a, a lesson from from the master. Really, <laughs> it helped me a hell of a lot. That <laughs> that's not a bad first uh, track remix to have out there. Um, no, it was it was a great honor that that um, that he did that. Um, yeah, and I remember meeting him in um, in in Paris, and uh, he was. Um, 
he was, he was very charming. He said, oh, it's an honor to meet, to meet you. I was like, what? An honor, honor to meet me? <laughs> but, you know, he's a very charming man. Oh, oh, that's all I can say. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you were going to play one of your tracks uh, from the time when you first started attempting techno. Um, well, I can... I, well, yes, I can play... Um, I'll pl I play a track that um, uh, uh, Gurnup from Mode Selector played me um, around this time to, to, to try and get me, I think, try and get me in the, the headspace of, of it. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's called uh, Tinge by uh, G-Man. That was Tinge by G-Man, a.k.a. G. Swali. This was on around the time of both Selectors, 50 Weapons. Um, no, it, it didn't come out then. It was just, it, it was just something that, uh, 
that you know that they, they played just to try and get us into the techno mood, I guess. Oh, sweet! How did you get signed to Fifty Weapons? Um, well, um, I was in touch with them for for a while because of an old an old track called uh, called Deeper, um, but um, yeah, I sent I sent them. Um, I, I I was making track tracks with. Um, uh, an, an old friend from Swansea um, called Dr. Nika and um, yeah I, he was he was still living in uh, Swansea at the time and I was I was living in in London um, and um, I, I, I made this track um, in, in my in my room and uh, I sent it to him because you know we always used to talk on on, on aim I think back then <laughs> um, I sent it to him, and he said, um, the, "Yeah, the, the synths on here are really, really amazing. It's really, really amazing. Um, but the drums, terrible, all wrong. So let, give it to me, all right?" And then <laughs> that's uh, some honest, honest feedback from a friend. Well, valuable. I, if if you don't get honesty, then what do you get? You know, nothing. You get nothing. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I sent it to him. He worked worked his magic, and then we, I went back to I think it was like I think it was over Christmas time. Um, went back. We sp we spent a couple of days in the studio, and uh, I sent it to um, I, I sent it to Mode Selector, and because um, I had the email from you know because they liked the tune before, um, and it's really funny. Like I got I got a response for them. It's quite a, it's quite a long tune. Like, um, let, let me see how long it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's an eight minutes twenty, and I got an email back before they could have even listened to the entire track. I got an email back in about four minutes saying, "This is really, really, really cool." <laughs> so you knew they'd heard all of it. Yeah, um, and then I got another email ten minutes later, presumably when they they'd actually listened to the whole thing. Um, and they said, we want to sign this track. <laughs> Amazing, Let, let's hear it. Um, okay, so this is, um, yeah, this is made in two, 2010.
by the gods it seems because your first techno track gets remixed by Robert Hood and the song that you sign on to Mode Selectors 50 Weapons gets a reception to what 20,000 people tell us that um, well I mean <coughs> I, th I think you, you can make that story if you edit out a lot of the struggles of the songs that make the, that get no replies and you know <laughs> you're just waiting and, and people's like nah it's rubbish you know so I think if, if you edit out a lot yeah yes it's it was <laughs> one track send it signed everything no but this but yeah but this track was was a bit like that yeah so um yeah like like I said I went back for Christmas we had to you know Christmas Day um, little party on Boxing Day and then went into the studio with with my Dr. Nika um, uh, finished the track finished the track on New Year's Eve Eve so the day before New Year's Eve um, sent it to them got the, got their email in a couple of minutes <laughs> another email in 10 minutes and um, yeah so we didn't didn't hear anything then um, until New Year's Day and um, I much like to go back and said, yeah, we we were just in San Francisco. We played it to, you know, twenty thousand people, and it sounded amazing. And we absolutely want to sign this right now, <laughs> right now. You've got to sign it. So uh, we 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 you know we we had some other label ideas in mind, but the when we saw that, it's like, okay, this is this has got to happen. Um, and this track kind of started it all. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it really, it kind of really, I'd have to give a lot of credit to uh, to, to Mode Selector, really, because we didn't, um, we didn't have, we didn't have a very strong profile at the time. I think Doc, Dr. Nika had um, had his own thing going. He was doing uh, in the UK funky. He was doing pretty well, um, but it was, you know, it was a very small scene. You know, like he was doing very well in a very small. Um, scene um and then um yeah and then and, and then so it was, it was a period of a huge excitement and then and then kind of nothing happened then for a while you know because you think well i get once i get a record out everything's going to change i'm going to be playing huge stages and everything but nothing changes really you know it's like you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs like well what's going on here you know <laughs> what what was going on? Um, well, nothing. <laughs> we um, they 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 wanted more more music, obviously. So um, we were still living in different cities, Swansea in London. So um, we met up a couple of times for a big big session. Did did some tracks, you know. Really went hard at it. Um, Doctor, you bought some some new monitors, really really big, expensive monitors. 
which was a terrible mistake because it was still a, a tiny room and everything was sounded like boomy and we had no idea what anything sounded like. <laughs> um, it was just like listening to a big hi-fi, basically. So we sent the demos and yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what was the next step then from there? Um, well, we carried on working uh, in this terrible room with no idea what uh, you know what what the uh, what it was sounding like, and eventually we got a an offer from Mode Selector, and they said um, you're going to come to Berlin and make an album in our studio while we're on tour. So the takeaway is don't buy big speakers for a small room. <laughs> the takeaway is if you if you know your room. Stick with what you've got. Don't don't if you if you know your equipment, that's more important than having expensive equipment or you know like you've got to know 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 your own stuff. Just because something's bigger, better, and more expensive doesn't mean it's going to be better for you. A lot of people make the mistake. You know, a lot. I mean, I know a lot of people. You know, they they produce on a, on, a, on an old PC with fruity loops, and then they they you know they they get some money and they buy this you know they buy Logic and a big big Mac Pro, and they can't produce anymore because they don't know the software. You know, because they because it's more expensive. They think they think they're going to be better, but they they're not. You know, <laughs> there's there's nothing there's nothing. You know, you you've got to know know your stuff. But anyway, so kind of drifting off course here a little. Um, yeah, but <laughs> should we listen to something from uh, from when you kind of moved moved to? Um, Berlin, and maybe while you're looking, you can just tell us about what your first impressions of that city were like. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I so basically, yeah, they, um, yeah, like, like I said, they got fed up of listening to our terrible demos, and um, <laughs> and forced us into the studio, got us a mastering date, and we um, we made an album for them. So uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll play a song from, from the album. This is from the They Live album, They Live project. Which you, you can hear is sort of already getting the sort of techno influence from from the city. I think.
and uh, I'll, I'll play I'll play something a little bit softer from from the album as well because um, we also worked with a singer called uh, Abigail Wiles, and uh, we did some some slightly. So this video was made at minus 10 degrees in, in Berlin. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, so actually, uh, uh, Dr. Nika at the time, he'd, um, he, he'd just gone to the academy um, in Madrid. And um, so he, he wasn't in Berlin anymore. And um, as always with, you know, with the label, it was, um, we have to do a video. It has to be done on, you know, 500 euros 
max maximum budget, um, <laughs> but we prefer it less, <laughs> and it has to be done in in uh, ten days. <laughs> so you know, um, so it was it was very it was it was a very tough um, tough to do, but um, so um, this so we actually got um, Dr. Nika's brother. Um, Who's uh, to to do it? And it was his first um, first proper music video, um, and, and it's quite amazing. Now he's that he's he's still making music videos today. So it kind of really launched his career, really. Um, um, and it was really impressive what what he did on on really really nothing. You know, he got a trabant. He got um, he got his friends to help out with costumes. We got this beautiful. Um, Welsh girl who was a, who was a who was who was a model and um, she was very very stoic and you, you doesn't doesn't show that she's absolutely freezing in minus ten degrees um, you know and it we, it all kind of came together um, so yeah everything is um, it was a really really kind of creative time it felt like the whole world was changing for not not just me but for 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 Dr. Nika for for his brother, you know, every, everything seemed new and exciting. You know, it's a re it was a really creative, you know, wonderful time, really. So to go from there to sort of just fast forward a little bit to you know the mode selector fifty weapons imprint did so well, and then the sort of disbanding of it, what was that like? Um, well, I mean the the disbanding. Um, process was was great because the, the closing parties were fantastic um, we went to output in New York we went to Berkheim we went to Golden Poodle in uh, Hamburg um, uh, we, we, we had some really we, we played this incredible rave in in um, in Milan I would say, in this really old warehouse space it was I don't know it must have been like 8,000 people it was fantastic um, so yeah the closing parties were great and we all felt really close because we you know we were just going on tour together and you know it was really sort of it felt like a real crew you know um, but obviously tinged with sadness because it was like okay that's it now you know it felt like we've really got to the to the, you know a, a such amazing level um you know it felt so natural and and, and nice and the pies were amazing it, crowds were great and everyone's happy and then we're like oh well why why are we just throwing it all away <laughs> yeah that um, sounds like a bittersweet yeah it was it was and um yeah and, and you know the whole the whole idea of 50 weapons is you have 50 50 strong releases and then you quit and um you know we we said well maybe we could turn it into 100 weapons you know <laughs> maybe 50 more weapons but but um you know i mean like mode selector they had you know they have their own project and they have moderate they have monkey town you know i mean it, and and you know they're both you know they have they have children they they have their own lives so I I you know I think um, you can only do so much um, so it's very sad that we, we you know that everyone that like, yeah it was it was horrible when it when it actually ended because it was like okay well what now you know <laughs> what now and how much time was it between sort of fifty weapons closing parties and then you sort of finding a home with RNS. Well, 
Um, I mean, I, actually, the RNS got got in touch pretty much straight away they, they, <laughs> when they saw the uh, press release on uh, RA. They said, "Oh, I heard um, Fifty Worms is closing down," um, but I, I didn't. I didn't want to. You know, I I, di I didn't I didn't want to say yes when I didn't have any any music to send. Um, and I think I started making music too quickly after uh, Obsidian because um, I, I, you know, Obsidian took a lot of time and I, I was I was happy with it. Um, and I started making music again and just you know it just sounded. I played things to people. It's like, well, this just sounds like Obsidian too. This just sounds like songs that should have been on that album, you know. And you know, because you need a break. You need a break to to find to find a new a new space and a new sound. New energy, because you don't want to just, you know. I, I mean, I, I don't think you should just do a radically, completely different thing every time. So it sounds like it's not even from the same person. But I think, I think you have to have space, you know, in your head to move to move on some somewhat. So. Should we listen to something that you put out eventually with with RNS? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I can listen to Montreal. Uh, this is it.
That was Montreal on RNS. What is the RNS on RNS? Um, well, uh, RNS, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, Renat is the uh, is is the head, the founder of of RNS, and uh, his wife Sabine is the is the S, who does all. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I think she does logistics and finances and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but um, yeah. So it's a, a family business, I guess. Um, Renat is, um, yeah. I'm, I'm met Renat, and he's, um, yeah. He he parties harder than the average, you know, sixty odd <laughs> year old man uh, does. <laughs> he parties very hard still. Um, he's very funny, you know, and um, has very strong opinions. Um, yes. You mentioned in an interview that you had to kind of fight with him to get your point across, or what? yes, yes, on 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 the first first EP, there's um, the track called Off World, which I I think is my my favorite from from the EP. Actually, um, it's very very atmospheric and dark and. Uh, but he, yeah, he, he didn't like it at all. He just said, "Ah, oh, no, this is just you know, it's just an average techno track. Who cares about this?" You know, <laughs> it's like, and I was like, "This is you know, like, I like this. this is, you know, I was like, this is the best one on the EP." So we were like having this big argument. You know, it's like, you know, um, so we had this yeah, really, really. I think we were arguing on Skype for about an hour about it, and uh, yeah, in in two days, it's like, yeah, I admire your passion, Benjamin. It, it, it's going on. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, an, an hour's debate on a track sounds... Uh... Well, he's got... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, mean I, I, do, I do think you've got to... You've, you know, I think it's good to, to push, push people. You know, I think, I think you do get more out of people if, if you push the buttons. So, and I'm not like... You know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not someone who get offended and say, like, oh, I, I hate this track. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, working with... I mean, you know, like... You know, my friend Dr. Neek is pretty pretty blunt if he doesn't like it. And Mode Selector, you know, when they heard those demos, like, yeah, they're shit, you know. <laughs> um, you come to our studio, we make better ones, you know. <laughs> you know, I, th I think you've got to be like that because otherwise you, you don't get better unless, you, unless you're honest with yourself and you, you have other people who are honest with you. Um, you know, you can't just ask your mum if if you if if you're making good music. You know, <laughs> as much as she listens to techno. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you need you need someone that to to say you can do better. You know, and, and to say or, or you you're, you're really going down the wrong because you can lose you can lose lose a lot of time going around down the wrong path. Because um, sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you can't see that you that you're really going wrong. So you, you need someone there to, well, you need a lot of people there to, to, to push you in the right direction, I think. Yeah. And you're looking forward to more of these healthy debates come 2019 uh, no, with your... No, I'm not looking forward to it at all, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll have every, every track on the album and, and just say it's a masterpiece, or maybe he'll say it's awful. I, I don't know. He's a very, very extreme guy, so it's probably one or the other. Do you have a date slated for the release in 2019? Um, well, there's... I mean, it depends on the arguments I have with him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's coming soon, so yeah. Coming back to India, this is your second time here. You were here in 2014. Yes, yes, that's right, yeah. Six cities, was that? 
Uh, that was no, it was four. Four. Was four. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was. I had actually started uh, that started um, preparing the, the 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 analog live show at that time, but um, I, I I was DJing in 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 India that time. Um, that was a Red Bull Music Academy tour. Um, yes. Four yes, cities. Yeah. yeah. And you are now going with Red Bull Music to Delhi, Mumbai, and Bangalore. Yeah, that's right. And I'm I'm playing playing live, um, like full full live with all with all those studio machines. So it's all yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, my first time live in India. Fantastic. Thank you, Benjamin, for your time. All the best with the tour. Thank you very much. Fresh out the box, box out FM. See ya. <laughs>